What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All podcast, All Things Geek. I'm your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Josh Barnett. Next Gen, yo! Chuck Nally. Hello. See, I, I, I said subwoofer. <laughs> God damn it. You <laughs> idiot. Stop it. Uh, it rolling right along with Next Gen Talk, uh, or Games Talk, I guess. We're Gen and last gen games. Um, uh, let's do what we're playing. Um, do we want to talk about some older games? Not older, but like a month ago games or two months ago games? Or do we want to talk about all the new games first? You're the host, baby. Drive it. Cool. Old games it is. And mainly just because I want to talk about Hades. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Uh, Hades out on uh, the Nintendo Switch, that other console. Um, and also, I believe it's also on PC. Um, this is from what is it? Muslim Studio Supergiant that makes yes. uh, Transistor and all that. Um, which renowned studio, I've never really been big into any of their games before. Um, I've never been big into roguelikes until like the past like two years um started with dead cells and then i got really into children of morta last year um which are both a bit different but same premise um and i saw a trailer at one of the few directs nintendo had this year and thought that this game looked really cool and fun and fast-paced uh, didn't even know it was a roguelike when I bought it. Just thought it looked cool. Um, and they're in the kind of dead period uh, after uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, or Tsushima, rather. Um, and I was waiting on next gen. I didn't really want to start anything. And I was like, hey, I'll download this game. Man, I'm glad I did. Um, we're not doing news, but the Game Award nominees have come out. We'll t- and we'll be talking about those next month after the awards. But... Um, uh it's actually nominated for game of the year um it's possibly my game of the year so far it's close um i fucking love this game uh chuck you haven't had a chance to play it yet have you not yet i'll I'll probably get to it though um and josh you played a little bit right i played like five or six hours i think maybe um it's it's a lot of fun. It's maybe out of my top five, maybe out of my top ten, but it's still really good. Um, it sounds like, to me, it's hitting you the way Dead Cells really hit me. Um, and it's just not quite at that level for me personally. But it's really good. And, like, I really, really enjoy it. And in a different time of the year, like five months ago, I would have been all over this game, probably. Back when I was telling you to play Hades. Uh, anyways... Uh, stupid Tony Hawk. Uh, uh, you see, I'm, I'm almost level 80 now. No one cares. No, he, he said Hades. Hades. Yeah, I'm almost level 80. Uh, <laughs> Better. <laughs> so, um, I got big into Dead Cells, not quite as big as you. You're right, I'm definitely more into this. I do think this has taken, like, what I loved about the combat of dead cells um and mixed it with what i loved about storytelling from children of morta um it makes the roguelike storytelling uh really cool like dying progresses the story 
Um, the farther you make it and you died so many times, but you finally hit a new level changes the way the story's told you. And there's so many like really vibrant characters and talking to everyone in between your runs really matters. Uh, and there's so many different systems at work. Like, um, you're earning gifts that you are, um, like this nectar of the God stuff and you can gift it to characters and you unlock traits from them and they, you get you get bonuses that are going to improve you uh, as you go throughout your runs. You get permanent buffs from that. Um, as you go throughout runs, you find uh, little orbs that will call down one of the deities. Uh, basically, the premise of this is uh, you are the son of Hades and you are trying, you're tired of being in hell and you're trying to escape. Your dad... Uh, who is Hades, uh, God the Dead, is a dick. And you're trying to get out of there. Um, and you, all your relatives who are gods up in Olympus have found out about you, and they keep appearing in Hades to try and give you buffs to help you along the way. Or if you piss them off, they're children, and sometimes they get mad at you and send waves of enemies at you. Um, it's a cool little strategy to work through. Um, there's like six seven different weapons that all act vastly differently um each as you go through you'll learn different ways there's a big mirror of night that you can have that uh you can change uh you can flip uh there's two sides to every buff and they do different things and you've got to kind of figure out what suits your play style um there's so much variation to it there's what really just wrapped me in and i can find myself getting really far one way and then learning that I and thinking it's by far my best play style. And then I just change things up because it kind of make it wants me to. And I figure out that the exact opposite way is much better. Um, and it's, that's something that like breath of the wild did for me. Like a lot of people hate breaking weapons and they also like to bitch, but it also forced me to use a lot of things that I don't normally use. And I feel that this game does a good job of doing that in a similar way. Um, also, the voice acting, yeah. yeah, and the voice acting is top notch, and the story changes as you go forward. Like, there's four levels you go uh, through, like four levels of hell. The last one is where you fight Hades. I've yet to beat Hades. I've got to him five times, and he's hard. I got with him one hit last time, and I can't beat him. Um, but. It is pretty hard. The bosses change as the story goes on. Sometimes, like, they get harder, and then sometimes it's a completely different boss, depending on how your story's going. Uh, it's actually really cool. And if you beat Hades, I know the game actually isn't over. There's a more story progression beyond that. So uh, I'm very excited. That game has... It's, it's like an onion, and it has a lot of layers. And I, a surprising amount for, like, a... $25, $30 game uh, running on Switch. It's, it's way better than it has any right to be, and I fucking love it. Cool. How far have you gotten, Josh? What, uh, what level did you get to? Um, I got... I died right after I beat Meg the first time. Okay, so you're on the second level. Uh, yeah. That level... There's a lot of lava in that in the second level. Yes, there is. I think I made it like four or five rooms deep before I died. Um, that was a that was a bow run for me too, which I was not expecting to do well in. Hey, the bow is solid. Um, the sword's probably my favorite, but you can. There's all kinds of ones to switch around between. Um, uh, but 
that again, that's one of the part good part. The boss of the second level is a massive uh, skeleton hydra, um, and it sucks. But nothing sucks worse than the third level, which is Elysium, uh, and you have to fight two bosses at once, and it sucks. It's so hard. Uh, but keep playing the game. It's really fun, and hearing where you're at, that game changes a lot from where you're at too. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to. Um, I'll, I'll have to see. Like I said, I mean, time is busy right now. So yeah. Uh, to put it in perspective, Meg has three sisters, and eventually, you have no idea who you'll face every time you get to the end of the first level. Uh, so it's fun. Play Hades. I think you'll like it. Um, Chuck, without spoilers on story, which granted, there's eight different endings. I looked it up. Uh, but still, I don't want to run it because me and Josh are going to play this, and I'm sure you'll have to run through this with Boone at some point. Let's talk about Little Hope. Okay. Uh, this is not to be confused with Super Giant. This is Super Massive Games? Yes. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, they both kind of hit prominence in a similar time frame. Not quite, because uh, Transistor, Transistor and Bastion were a little before, but um, yeah, they kind of both came to prominence in like the last generation for sure. I do want to go back because it's part of the PlayStation Plus like collection. I've never, I've only played a little bit of it until Dawn. I just wasn't super into it, but I think I've been playing through Dark Pictures Anthology. I do, I would like to go back and play that with one of you guys. I think that one's solo only is the problem. Oh, is it? I think so, yeah. It is, it is. And it also doesn't have the movie night feature that these do where you don't actually play the games, but everybody makes their own decisions, and then you just see how it plays out from there. It's like, so it's kind of the reason they created the movie night thing, is like people were playing um, Until Dawn in like big parties. But basically it was like whenever you got to a new scene or a new chapter, somebody else would take the controller or if a character died, somebody else would take the controller. And so that's when they started thinking about these kinds of games as multiplayer games instead. It's still a ton of fun. I'd like to see them do a multiplayer update to that, though. I it's I liked it significantly more than Man of Medan, even though I enjoyed Man of Medan. And that's not factoring in the fact that I couldn't beat it. Um, how How is this? Is this better than or worse than Medan? Better. I also think it's better. Um, it's I like, scarier for sure. It's Good. way scarier. Like the, the jump scares. No, it's just a straight up ghost story. Like it's an old school like witch's okay. ghost story, and it's fucking terrifying. Uh, it doesn't. So it doesn't have funny. the um, the psychological stuff where you don't know if you're seeing what you're seeing. So me and Evan were constantly saying, "Hey, is that you?" Uh, even though it's not that type of... It's, it's uh, not the like, oh, I'm stabbing or shooting Josh in a locker. Sorry. Yeah, you right. bitch. He did that to yeah. you too. You son of a bitch. You knew it was going to happen. You still shot me. So I actually yeah. think that means I shot Evan then? Because I remember yeah. it happened in reverse. We did switch up. Yeah, yeah. Josh totally shot me. But yeah. Um, just I to, to, So I wasn't left out. I did 100% shoot Chuck. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch! Um, that bombshell yeah, girl scared the crap out of me. That's now. There's a lot of that. Is the thing. It, there's way more of that in this game. I'm a bigger fan of like psychological horror movies 
um, than like jump scare. I, I just think it, I like the craft of that better. Um, so I thought I would like Man of Medan. No, I thought I'd like Man of Medan better. Um, but, uh, Little Hope's just a better game. And also it doesn't, it didn't die three fourths of the way through. And then the developers refused to respond to me. Um, so that automatically helps it out. Um, it's a fucking trip, man. The beginning of that game, um, I was like, is the game over like 20 minutes in? Um, because shit goes down and I was like, I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you. Cause you're also going to be like, Holy God. But, um, it's crazy, but yeah, it takes place. Um, the main part of the story, which you've seen through trailers, you, uh, uh, you're a small group of people. Uh, there's an accident, uh, traffic accident and you're stranded in a town and, uh, it's a strange old kind of abandoned town and it turns out there used to be witch bunch of witch trials there um, and their ghosts are still around and it's horrible and terrifying but it's a really fun story uh, what stood out for you Chuck um, things like things happen like escalate quickly like there'll be a lot of um, like tension and build up, and you'll hear a bunch of stuff, or you'll see stuff off in the distance when you move. Um, but then all of a sudden, shit like is going down like real hard, and it just like happens like over and over and over again, like in a small concentrated bunch. And then there's nothing for a little bit except for the build and some jump scares, but. As far as, like, you know, running away from something. And the monsters are cool looking. Oh, I know what it was. Um, the um, the pictures that you find are much more telling and helpful than they were in Man of Medan. They're not quite as vague. Like, every one of them showing something horrible that's going to happen. So like, future and, glimpses or whatever? The totems? Yeah, yeah it's way less vague. And the pictures are also way easier to find like it's hard to miss them and there's more of them uh but also at the same time like some of them like never happen because the story alters before i get to them like i saw one of the characters running through the sewer and slamming a great t uh, along with another character but in our story before we get to that we accidentally killed one of them uh me and chuck just so put that out there we only had one survivor uh, it didn't go. <laughs> yeah, we did good. Um, I did uh, through just reading about, and I was not wanting to spoil anything, but I did figure out uh, some ways to make people survive. It's not as involved as we thought. Um, there are some quick ways. Now, there are way more QTEs in this one than there were in Man of Medan. And in, there are certain spots, no matter what choices you make throughout the game and what dialogue you're doing, if you fail a QTE at a, the wrong spot, you, like you're 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 dead. Like it just you're fucking dead. Um, it's not great. Um, yeah, I think there's eight endings. Um, we had we didn't we never even had a gun, which is a big part of the story. We missed it um, uh, in the spot where you can get it, and that took away three endings right there. I found out. Oh, uh, the police just, station. Yeah. Uh, there's three endings that the gun. I don't know what they are, but it's, it unlocks more endings if you have a gun, which I assume that's true in real life, too, but we're not going to go there. 
um oh one thing i didn't really like about it is um there were certain things like uh personality traits fearful deceitful whatever that would have a lock next to it and they never really told us about it at all like they didn't mention it and it wasn't a feature in man of medan you're right it it needs to be better explained because like i read that's what i looked up i was like do we have to unlock all these traits you don't it helps in case you fuck up but also what it didn't explain you don't start with all those you start with i think two maybe one uh but your choices can unlock one but add more to it you can add certain like you add locks to your character if you make bad choices yeah they didn't talk about that at all they didn't and that's i agree with you that's probably the worst part of the game and like the whole bearings thing has never been explained that well the curator's back and to my fucking delight the fucking like indie hard rock that kicks in when he walks through the uh, library at the beginning of the game from Man of the Back. The song nice. slaps hard, man. Nice, nice. How was the uh, preview for the next game? It's cool, man. Uh, actually, that's a there's a picture you can find, and we were like, "What the? F- who the fuck was that?" Uh, it shows this girl hanging from a rope in a cavern. I was like, "We haven't even seen this character." And it turns out there's a picture for the next game lying in Little Hope. Um, I, I'm very interested at, to know what that studio's process is because they are churning these things out. And there's like five to eight endings in each game. And they've got like big name actors and like uh, you would assume motion capture. But like it's every six months is their cycle and they've hit it. Uh, they plan. No, yeah, they well, plan. I think. One- this one came out in October, and the last one came out in October, too. I think yeah, the next they, one is like, well, the next one is like March or something like that, though. They said the end of this game, it does show the preview for it. It just says 2021 right now, but I do hope that they get to the Because they planned eight of these games, and somehow they are overlapping. Like, the curator's there. Um, there's references to Man of Medan, like, within the curator's, like, library. You don't really know what's going on to him, but, like... There's clearly, like, as we keep playing, there's going to be more overlap, I think. And I think the last game's going to like have some kind of reveal over all of them. At least I hope so. Um, but uh, it's pretty cool. I like what they're doing. I don't like scary games. If you listen to this, you know I'm a gigantic pussy when it comes to playing video games. But being able to play multiplayer um, makes me, like, it, it makes it fun. It's not just fucking terrifying. Like, me and Chuck get scared and we jump and all that but it's fun because i'm talking to someone and it's just not it's not like silent hill or something that's just terrifying there's just jump scares and fun but it's co-op you know i these are good games as long as they don't fucking crash on you uh it's a great thing they're not expensive and i look forward to playing at least six more of them this game did remind me of uh, silent hill though uh, it, it certainly was going for the like abandoned town creepiness like feel of it. You're right. And the fog you just want... and monster designs and it didn't terrify me to my core though, like <laughs> that did, or like the scariest game of all time, White Knight. Oh, I'm I'm in on this trailer for House of Ashes though. Is that the next one? Yeah, yeah. in Iraq in 2003 or whatever. 
Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It looked like the movie The Descent at first. I was like, what? Um, it, uh, yeah, I'm, I was, I purposely, uh, hadn't like peeked in on that. I liked seeing it at the end of the game, but yeah, it's, it, it's a cool looking one. I'm pretty excited for it. Awesome. Oh, I also think the voice acting in this one was better than, uh, the previous yeah. game. How much poop did it look like Will Poulter was smelling at any given time? All the poop, okay. uh, which means, which means they really captured Will Poulter's face. Fair. Like literally. <laughs> I, do, I do think he's just, a, I think he's a solid actor. So I think his voice acting in general was just good on the game. And he is, he is the, if there's a main one, it's him. So, yeah. Um, I, those games tend to have that kind of thing, which is like weird that Lesser Ashmore wasn't for the first or for Man of Medan, even though he kind of was like at the head of a lot of the advertising. But it was really the Hayden Penetier character in, well, and Rami Malik. Man, that until Dawn has a cast, man. And uh, <laughs> what's his name from uh, Agents of Agents Shield. Shield Ward? Dalton. Something Dalton. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I still think out of the three that I've played so far, I still think that Until Dawn's my favorite overall. It's definitely better than Man and Medan for me, sure, for sure. But I'm excited to play this one. Like, I, I really do got to find a time to, to I am excited to give it a shot for sure. Yeah, I look forward to playing it again. Yeah, let me, let me know, Josh. I'll, I'll, I'll happily play that again. I want to. I, I want, I, I, you bought an Xbox to play with me, so we're, we'll definitely do that. Uh, yeah. It is slightly longer than Man of Medan. Like it, it took us a few playthroughs, and then we had a long break because I've been out of town. But uh, I think two good PlayStation. You could do it in one, but it'd be a long night. Um, and Josh, let's talk about what's taking the world by storm. Let's talk uh, uh, quickly, at least, about Among Us. Yeah, the five-year-old game that everybody just discovered. <clears throat> Correct. Um, I love this game, man. Like, obviously, I watch a ton of streams with it as well, just like getting like fun, like YouTube stuff, like when I'm ready to go to bed or whatever. But um, Among Us is just a it's a blast when you're playing with friends. It's way, way worse when you're not playing with friends. It's borderline unplayable. That's correct. Um, But when we get a group of especially when there's all 10 of us in there. But, you know, we have. Yes, um, I'm just. They were trying to play tonight um, when we were scheduled for Wednesday for this. We were trying to get a group of people together initially. But um, so this is Mafia or Werewolf or any of those, uh, you know, fun party games that you normally play back in the before times when you could see other people. Uh, and it's basically the there's a secret um, imposter and you are a bunch of uh, crewmates on a ship. A very cartoony art style. And basically, there's one to two different imposters. You could, I believe, go to three, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, you could play with three. It sucks. But you've never seen a three. single person play with three. Um, but the uh, point is, all the crewmates have tasks. All the imposters have fake tasks that they do. Uh, if all the tasks get completed before all the uh, crewmates are killed, then they win. If the crewmates are all killed before the imposters or before they complete the task, then the imposter wins. But um, it's just fun. It becomes a game of don't trust your friends. It becomes a game of lying. Um, there's always like fun to be had with being chased around or trying to, you know, suss out 
uh, who it was that killed this person, where was the body found, who was doing what. Um, it's it's a game with a very easy learning curve, but a steep one. Usually if it's your first game and you've got a decent chance at being the imposter, if you don't have some knowledge of the game, you're going to be found out very quickly. Um because, like, the whole discussion around that game is, okay, what did you do during that round? And if you don't know what the tasks are, you just know where you can go to do them. Uh, it's very hard to lie your way through that. That's correct. I do think the best time to be the imposter is on your first night playing at the end of the night when you've kind of figured it out. But everybody expects you to still be dumb. If you're smart, you can totally just lie your way through it and be like, I don't know, I'm new. I don't know what to tell you what I'm doing. But really, you knew where you were going now and you went and murdered four people. Uh, Is that what Boone does every time? I don't um, know what I'm doing. I did dare. Basically, I only play with him the once, and I think that's what he's doing. But he also, uh, uh, he had some funny, he had some Boonish moments when we played. But uh, He did. Uh, he did solid, man. He, you know... It's it's always fun. You learn little tells of your friends, and um, like I've played with Josh several times now, Lee several times, Eric, and then we play with a, a couple of guys that Josh plays. Uh, Josh and Eric play Magic with a lot, uh, <laughs> and it's fun. <laughs> uh, like those are guys that I don't know that well in real life. Several of them I've never met in real life, but like I've talked to them several times now. Like, when they play Among Us, like. Some of them I can kind of know when they're lying and stuff like that. So it, it, it's fun. Um, uh, we've been playing some new maps. Uh, there are some, like, when you're playing with a group of friends that you know, you can choose to play other modes. Like, we played, uh, it's just called Hide and Seek, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, where, like, uh, the imposter just makes him, you play with one imposter himself, known as soon as the level starts. And you turn imposter vision down like to the, its lowest setting, which means you can just barely see around you. And you all know who the imposter is, but he can—he's having trouble seeing you. And you just run around and try to complete your task. And if you're the imposter, you run around to places you think people might be trying to murder people. And sometimes you have to stand like there's a T-Rex walking by and just not move and hope that they go past. Uh, it's really fun. It's a fun way to like get a fresh take on it and there's new little uh changes to the meta and stuff that are coming out um it's really fun they did say that there's a new map and some other announcements coming at the game awards next month so i'm excited to see what comes with that yeah a picture of the new map they they sent out as well or put out as well uh just like a little piece of it which um i'm very i'm really excited uh they were building or making a second one but after the popularity of this one they announced they've canceled the second one and are just putting all their money into making this one better, um, giving improvements, which is nice. I mean, it's it's <clears throat> really cool. They have like kind of the creator has like a Bill Waterston style to him. He doesn't like he doesn't want unofficial merch or official merch or anything like he just kind of wishes people would play the game and that's it. Um, like it's kind of his little art project, but it's it's fun, man. And people definitely it's one of the biggest things out there right now, and it has more staying power than something like a uh, fall guys seemed to uh, personally. Yeah. Fall guys is fun, but I feel like I'd never see it anymore. Uh, yeah. That game got ruined for me when they changed the meta halfway through the first season. And I played the first day of the second season and I just didn't, um, I didn't love it anywhere near as much as I did the first like few weeks of playing that game. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, talk to me about 
any number of these, what I can assume are all Game Pass games that you would like to talk about. <laughs> okay. Just pick one? Pick one. You decide. I haven't played any of these, and I, I will ask probing questions, as a good host does. Okay, uh, quickly, Superland is a... Um, a Go to Super person. Platformer. Right. Uh, that would be amazing if it was sponsored by Toyota. Um, <laughs> by the way, the villain is a Ford Mustang. <laughs> Always. And Evan. Um, it's a first-person, like, action puzzle game um, where you're using, like, swords and bows and stuff. Uh, it's very interesting, uh, frustrating at times because the uh, the villains respawn like crazy. But it was fun for me and Freeman to play through. Um, Star Renegades, I actually like a lot. And if there weren't a whole lot of other games to play, uh, I'd probably play this one quite a bit. It's a um, it's an old school um, eight bit like. Old old timey fantasy star style uh, oh. role playing game. Um, so not fantasy star online, but like you know where you take turns hitting and all that kind of stuff. Now there is a uh, a gauge like at the top that sh- kind of shows you where everybody's going to hit based on what choices you made. But um, the thing that is really cool to me is if you improve your relationships with, with the other people in your group, you can combine like the old fantasy stars uh in final fantasies and make this like big super attack um that essentially wipes the board so uh it, it's fun <clears throat> i didn't play a whole lot of play maybe an hour hour and a half but uh i liked it quite a bit um it looks cool yeah it looks definitely like a kind of fantasy stars it says a dimension spanning roguelite strategy rpg which that's a hell of a description but uh yeah it looks cool I haven't gotten to any roguelike uh, stuff in it, so um, I mean it's it's challenging, but it's not to the point where it kills you on purpose. There um, is a lot of huh. The picture I pulled up had a lot of menus happening. <laughs> um, let's see, Hotshot Racing is something that I wanted to try out the new touch controls on the uh, Game Pass Mobile. Um. And there was a handful of other stuff that was on there, but that one seemed like the one that would be the most easy to use. And it was good. I mean, the game is very boring, very bland racing game uh, that you would find like an arcade or something in the 90s. But the uh, the touch controls are really cool. I'd, I'd, of course, much rather play with a controller. Um, Speaking of that, did you guys see that new Xbox controller that... it's from a different company, and I don't know who it is, but it has a uh, a C charger coming out of it, and it's got its own clip. So you put your Android in the clip, and the C charger goes into the back of it, and you don't need to hook it up with Bluetooth. It's just a controller for your phone, specifically for Xbox, um, and, and playing mobile. It's awesome. I'm about to get the office. We're redoing hardware a lot tomorrow, but after that, I have to get new tablets for us, and I'm going to get Android-based tablets just because it's more accessible for more business features, but I'm going to get a bigger Android tablet and yeah. try to do more stuff with um, uh, xCloud. And I was going to, I need to look into, like, I want to get a controller with, like, one of the attachments that I can put on a controller that'll hold a big tablet and play, like, on the go like that. 
the last one is Knights and Bikes, which is probably one of the more dumb uh, titles for a game that you could possibly think of. But when you think that it's from the new, it's the newest game from Double Fine. Uh, oh. It makes sense. Okay. Um, so you are a couple of little kids uh, that are going around like the. It's like this, uh, an kind of like a Nantucket, but like a for poor people, I guess. Uh, and everything's run down and stuff like that. And you get in adventures around these things. Like there's a putt putt golf course uh, that, um, like, you're trying to fight off all these um, like knights and monsters based on knights and stuff like that. And so you are actually wearing. It's kind of like. Um, uh, what was that game called? Uh, where you you know you could get like bubble gum as a power, and you could use a, a trash can lid as a shield. It's like Earth, Earthbound. Earthbound. Oh. On the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So it's got a lot of stuff like that. Very practical uh, things, but you you know get armor and swords and stuff like that, and it's a um kind of a turn based uh, RPG but you can also play it uh with somebody else and I uh Freeman played it with me. It's a lot of fun and I liked it a lot. It uh, looks it, cool. I like the the art style looks a lot like that uh uh Night in the Woods game. Yeah, I can see that. It's double fine as shit though, man. It's awesome. And you know double fine they throw like references of old games and stuff like that into their newer games and stuff but it's uh, it's pretty great. I love it. Yeah, it looks cool. Josh is gone. No, I'm here. Face is gone. What are you hiding from me? You can't see me? I can. No. Okay. Just gone from me then. He's back. <laughs> so can you, you see me now? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I said, that's why I said you're back. Um... All right, now what everybody's been waiting for. Let's talk about uh, some stuff we're playing on our new systems. Um, despite the fact that we did actually finish Hope on Little Hope on our new systems. Uh, but games that have come out for new systems. Um, Josh, yes. talk to me about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, man. How long, how long do I have? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, five minutes. <laughs> solid five. Cool. Uh, I am enjoying this significantly more than uh, the last iteration in 2018. I think it was 2018 for um, Odyssey. Uh, this to me is one of the better like top entries in the franchise. I used to really love the Assassin's Creed games, or at least I loved two. And I thought Brotherhood and Revelations were okay. Three was okay. Black Flag was great. But then they lost me until Origins came out. Um, to me, this feels like the more complete version of what Odyssey wanted to be. Um, it still has the usual Ubisoft jank at times. Um, there's still a lot of weight that doesn't come through in the story the way that you would like it to. Um, I guess, do you guys care about slight spoilers? I haven't, I've only played like maybe five story missions or like a little bit more than that, but like there's one thing that should be really, really cool um, but the way that it's done in the story, it just doesn't feel that way. Slight spoilers are okay. I will give this game a try at some point just to see. I have reservations, but we'll see. I, I doubt you'll get this far. You, 
there's a there's a separate dream world that you get to go to. Um, yeah, the the Norse mythology stuff. So you, you go to Asgard, um, mm-hmm, and yeah. your character, I believe, is dreaming he's Odin. It's not a hundred percent clear, at least in the part of the story that I've done there. But Thor is there, and Freya is there, and Loki is there, and like. You're talking about this like attack from Jotunheim on Asgard and defending the gates and you know going over the Bifrost and closing the the gate and everything and like in most games the cutscenes would just feel bigger budget in a way like you would have different better camera angles it might not be in the full in-game engine it might have better lighting or crisper graphics better acting or whatever it just feels like another side mission in this um which is a little disappointing the the story itself is better than it has been in a while, or at least it was better than it was in Origins. Uh, but to me, it's just it brought back the fun of the loop of being in that open world. Um, I think that it's really, really pretty about 90% of the time. Um, there are still some jank things just because it is a Ubisoft game. So some character models don't look the best or some things are glitching out a little bit. Um you still unfortunately have to eventually leave the animus, but you can immediately go right back into the game and not do any of that stuff if you want. Um, but it looks really good on PlayStation. Uh, I think that the ray tracing, or at least what I believe is ray tracing, seems to be really good. Um, I really like the mechanics of the gear in this game. Every piece of gear pretty much feels like it could be the thing that you use at any point in time clearly there are better ones uh, for you to get but it's like even the something that's just called like the longbow uh you can go to a blacksmith and upgrade it to mythical quality so you can like use the resources you find in the world to make it a top tier gear item so it, it kind of feels like you can really build around uh what you want and i went on a huge quest and got excalibur which is like this badass two-handed sword you actually pull it from the sword and the stone if you do that. And you have to, like, get these 11 pieces of uh, tablets to, like, put together to do it. And it's, like, this really cool moment. Um, the only thing that I find weird that I haven't seen in, like, some footage that I've seen is I feel like this game has, like, a bunch of dialers or, like, um, settings bars that I can't get to. And the one for fog is turned up to, like, 135%. <laughs> um there it's are moments over there, bro. Man, there are moments that I just can't see. Like I tried to change my HDR settings. I tried to do a bunch. Of, I, there's a there's a colorblind mode that I'm wondering if it's messing with. I changed it to the version of colorblindness that I have, um, and it's fine for me. But yeah, it's really frustrating. Like when it's foggy out, or if like there's there's like a lot of snow areas. There are moments where it's just like there's so much particle shit in the air that i find it really hard to navigate the world the way that i want to um so, but none of that go ahead let me let me ask this yeah for the most part the consensus from critics and you know take that what it will that if you like a game you like a game is that this is very good but slightly less than origins and odyssey i'm with you I'm way worse than you, actually. I think Odyssey fucking sucks. That game was <laughs> not fun. I thought it controlled like shit. It was buggy as hell. Uh, I didn't play Origins, which everybody loves. Even Chuck. Chuck, it was his, it was his December, oh shit, number one game that year. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 
I wish I I did like Black Flag pretty well, and I played two back in the day. And every other Assassin's Creed has not been. It's always been overhyped, and I didn't get it. Uh, would I like this game, considering how fucking much I loved Ghost of Tsushima when I was not expecting to? Um, I think there's a possibility that you would. I think you would be very borderline. Um, and it depends on how much you get into the open world exploration part of it. Um, the thing that I like the most with this is the fact that um, you can dual wield literally anything in the game. So the variety in weapons themselves are great. Like I once I unlocked the skill, which the skill tree is massive and really hard to like know what you're going for. Um, but you can find a map online really easily and get to what you want. Once I unlock the ability to one hand use two hand weapons and I could pair Excalibur with um, a shield or a dagger or anything else, like it became even better. Like by the end of this game, I will literally be dual wielding Mjolnir and Excalibur together. Like um, it's badass, but you have a variety of play style. Um, the kind of the way you were talking about Hades, but obviously nowhere near what that is. Um, right. A lot of the times I find myself switching. I was using, uh, this a blacksmith's hammer that I have, which is one of the better weapons in the game, and a dagger in my offhand, and was doing really well with that. And then I switched to a shield and Excalibur, and now I have the dagger and Excalibur together. And it's just like the play style of each of those is significantly different. It's not just a different looking thing you're swinging with. Um, for the longest time, I was using a flail which you can your offhand you have the ability to like press and hold that attack button and it will do a more sustained unique attack with it but it uses your stamina a lot so with with the dagger i hold it down and i dash forward and i literally just like prison shank until i decide to let go and when i let go i like do this quick move and i like slice backward and jump back and get distance away from the person that i'm attacking um, but with the flail, you literally just swing it over your head and walk towards enemies and you're like consistently hitting it. Um, and you earn some stamina back when you do that and you get perks that'll let you to do that a little bit more. But, um, if you can find a weapon that fits your play style, it really works. You could dual wield shields in this game as, as weapons instead. Yeah, I had seen that in a demo. It was pretty cool looking. I don't know. I like I said, I'm going to give it a chance. I just... I've been I've been hurt before by Assassin's the, Creed. We'll the stun kills are brutal in this game at times, though. Um, like especially if you're going up against an enemy with a flail or a mace, uh, one of them you'll like kick them to the to their knees, uh, beat them up a little bit, grab their flail, and then you literally hit them over the top of the head with it, and their head is just gone. Um, there right. is so much dismemberment in this game when you get into those. Um, like, you'll get a guy who's knocked down and he has a spear. You'll take the spear and you'll, like, crack him across the face with it and then stab down through them and basically, like, cross them to the ground, essentially, in, like, a kneeled position. It's it's brutal in a lot of ways. It definitely gets to the Viking side of things. All right. Well, like yeah. I said, I'll give it a try. We'll see. Um, quickly... If you're here to hear about new games, there are two, I believe, major games that we will not be talking about, uh, just because none of us have played them yet. Uh, I own both now, as of today. Uh, none of us here have played Watch Dogs Legion yet. Um, we will, uh, for yes. sure. Uh, or at least I know me and uh, Josh, but I don't know if Chuck even plans to on that one or not. Um, and uh, I think I'm the only one on this, but um, uh, I also have uh, Hyrule 
uh, Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity. Um, I keep going back and forth. I kind of just want to watch the story on YouTube, but I kind of just want to play it and see that maybe I might like it. It looks so cool. Um, anyway, also, uh, I, uh, sorry, Demon Souls and Yakuza, which are like the two next-gen only games neither of us have gotten either. That's fair. I mean, Demon Souls is also still Demon Souls. It just looks way better. Like, way better. <laughs> uh, but at least it's a game that's happened before. Um, I don't, and we'll never play Yakuza because no. Um, but hey, if you do, good for you. You just listen to the wrong podcast. Uh, but we'll talk about that one day. Uh, Chuck, talk to me about. Uh, talk to me about Tetris Effect Connected. I have not played this. I mean, it's it's Tetris. It's Tetris as hell. Uh, it is... Um, you can get it at the dump. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. Um, there are several different modes. I haven't even gone through and tried yet. It's very calming, even though that is a... Uh, a stressful game but the background and the music and the lights and everything is so fucking cool sometimes man um there's this one that i haven't played multiplayer yet but they do have this one like big global map where you can see where everybody's playing at the same time uh and where hot spots are for where people are playing tetris effect are um, which is kind of neat. And then there's a bunch of modes in there where you can play casual or competitive or all this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, there's only so much really you can talk about uh, Tetris, I guess, uh, especially when I haven't played the multiplayer aspect of that, which is something that I, I really look forward to. But it's a lot of fun. Um, it's just Tetris. Super, very on, t on steroids. Is it Game Pass? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can play on PC right now, I think. I mean, look, it was my almost game of the year that year. Um, I played Tetris <laughs> Effect a whole lot, um, 100 hours worth, actually, now that I can check my uh, game time on my PS5. And uh, I am very excited to try the multiplayer side of that for sure. I have not ever played Tetris Effect, but I plan on it at some point. In the future. Um, also, you've played this for a while. You've been playing on PC. I'm assuming you've switched over to console. Um, I've now fooled with it a little bit. Uh, Chuck, let's talk about uh, Gears Tactics. Yeah, Gears Tactics. Uh, I'm not a big tactics guy. I've discovered that over the, over the course of the podcast. Um, I like the concept of it, and it's fun for a little while, but it's hard to hold my attention. But this game's pretty cool. It's... Uh, I'm sure I played it on, like, an easier mode because I just wanted to get the feel for it. Uh, but it wasn't, like, overwhelming in what they were asking me to do. Uh, and it was still... It was cool how they kept the feel of a cover-based shooter along with the tactics. Now, I feel... I know, obviously, Deus Ex does a lot with, like, some of this stuff uh, as far... Uh, but not in this... It's a little different, but I just don't play any of that stuff. So this was a new new feel for me, and I liked it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, and uh, oddly enough, it runs way better on my Xbox uh, than it did on the computer. Uh, the graphics are amazing. The load times are lightning fast. 
there's a lot of RPG aspects to it where you can uh, upgrade your guns and your, your armor and stuff like that to give you different benefits. Uh, you are out recruiting a bunch of people. I just got a sniper, so I'm pretty excited about using her. But uh, I, Oh, and then I got... Um, oh, uh, God, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I, I just recruited Coltrane, too. Uh, he's in a he's in a football suit, the Powerball or Blitzball or whatever they play in the Gears universe. Blitzball, I think. Uh, yeah, something. Uh, and then also, um, you can play a different mode called Jacked Up Jack Mode, where you can is that what you're playing with? Where you can use Jack? Uh, no, I haven't done that yet. I just turned the difficulty slightly down. Uh, I did play purposely play like the standard mode because i knew that that i wanted to play just the that form of the game but jacked mode i did see was like they're very trying very hard to get me to try jacked mode it's awesome man um you can use him to like buff your characters or put up shields or you know whatever um and he he's a character that can get killed and stuff like that and you have to rescue him if he does but uh, it also adds a variance to some of the villains um, where the villains can heal the other guys or <clears throat> make them much more aggressive. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm about I'm most of the way through Act One, so I, I love it. OK, cool. Um, I played uh, just the first couple of levels. And for me, I, I like it. it is for like a top down like not you wouldn't think graphics heavy game and it's not like super graphics heavy, but it's it's actually really pretty and all the effects that are going on everything's buttery smooth uh it, it it's well made um and it feels like gears even though it's a completely different game it still it feels like gear um josh this is a game we should talk about let's talk about astro's playroom um it's the package game with uh PlayStation. We don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but it's a nice little love letter to one, to just a love letter to PlayStation, and it's specifically made to be a demo for what all your new DualSense does, and to get you uh, kind of to feel the feature. No game will ever use the DualSense to the extent that this game does, uh, but um, until they make a full Astros game. Well, I mean, like that was always considered one of the better uh, PSVR games was the Astro game, um, and it's just a cute little platformer. Um, for me, it didn't hold my attention enough where I have any desire to go back and beat it. A lot of people, I like Trey, he likes stuff like that. I know he played, and I think you you beat it now. Um, so it is what it, what it is. I beat the whole SSD highway, whatever it is. I beat that whole level. And then I started another one. Um, uh, so I played a decent amount. Uh, I liked it. It was fun. Man, I love this game. I, I, I platinumed it. I think Trey platinumed it as well. Um, he did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, like, there's there's just so much to this game, despite it being, like, a two-hour little thing that you can get through. Um, it definitely shows you what the controller can do. Like, the the triggers and the, like, crunch to them almost – in some functionality like it, it, the something as simple as like the gotcha game 
where you're opening the little eggs basically from a uh, vending machine that you would see in the grocery stores growing up. Um, like the, the feel of pulling down that trigger and hitting a full stopper and like having to push through it. And it feels like you're actually breaking something in your hands um, is really, really cool. But this game is just, it is 100% the love letter. Like you said, it was to PlayStation. Um, there are something like 70 or 80 different references throughout the game to other PlayStation games, franchises, third-party things. Um, you know, everything takes place inside, quote-unquote, a variation or one of the new features of the PlayStation, but it's done in a really cool way. Like, you get to the end of the Cooling Springs level, and the Cooling Springs level is all PlayStation 3-based. Um, and that last area takes place in the cross-media bar of the PlayStation. Like, the background around you, you can actually see where it says, like, games, movies, um, applications and things like that. And it's playing the music there and everything you're doing in the cooling Springs is based on the cooling fans. Everything you're doing in the SSD highway is based on, you know, the, the fast moving and fast loading SSD. And throughout the world, there are little astro bots, um, that have little cameramen around them. And every one of those is some reference to a PlayStation title. So like at one point in Cooling Springs, you'll find one that's under a box and you'll hit it and a little solid snake bot comes out and it makes the little uh, sound and you'll find one that is um, the Gravity Rush girl who is running up the side of the wall in SSD um, highway and things like that. Uh, it's just there's so many of them. You find Cloud's Buster Sword that is like the literal title screen of final fantasy seven. And you can like interact with them, punch them and stuff. And like that, it'll spin the buster sword around and things, but um, it's okay. just fun. The, the like the final boss or the final level after you roll credits is literally playing the T the T-Rex demo from the original PlayStation one demo disc. Um, first, initially the old polygon style. And then the second round of it is more PlayStation five. And like you're going through and you're finding all, of these collectibles and these artifacts. And at the end of the level, everything you unlock shows up in the uh, PlayStation Labo that you go to. And literally it's a thing you can run around and interact with. Like there's like three or four, each PlayStation's like physically there that you can jump on and press buttons. And all of them are in some fashion interactive. So you can press the power button, like punch it on the PlayStation three and you'll get the, the beep. Or you can hit the eject button and a disc will come out. And it's always like bot charted or bot instead of eco. Like it's all Astrobot flavored, but um, just lovingly crafted is the only way that I can say this. And it was just the purest joy. And and the only other thing I'll say is that each level has like a standard platforming and then a controller function based secondary part of the level, a vehicle part. Uh, one of them is like using the adaptive triggers for... Um, a spring so you you tilt with the controller the um gyros in the controller and then you hold down one of the triggers that has resistance on it and the longer you hold it down the further you jump when you release it um one of them is using the trackpad you jump into this little ball and you use the trackpad to literally control yourself on the ball so you that's where i was saying it felt more accurate in the last show um, yeah. The other one is you're in a gorilla suit and you tilt it to like lean one way or the other and you're rock climbing and you use the triggers to grab. But the cool thing with that is like it actually shows you the difference in a full pull versus not. There are handholds you go to grab that are damaged. And if you full grab them, you'll rip them out. But if you like half grab with the trigger, you'll you won't. And it's just like it's just such a fun way to show what the controller can do. Uh, anybody who has this should 
who has a PlayStation 5 should at least go through one or two of the levels, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good little demo thing to play. Plus, there's, uh, an, there's an order or an order 1886 Astrobot, so 1887's coming. And that's why I'm not playing anymore. Um, so, quickly, because for the love of God, no one cares, let's talk about Bug Snacks. You mean? Yeah, the, I do. Game of the Year Bug Snacks? You don't <laughs> believe it. That's not even Game of the Week. <laughs> Um, hey, I just downloaded uh, Tetris Effect on my uh, PC. There you or, go. Uh, so now we can play multiplayer. Um, Bug Snacks is exactly what I hoped it would be. Um, I knew it wouldn't be for you, Evan, or- but it is 100% for me. It is dark and twisted and funny and not what you would think when you look at it. Um, but it's also Pokemon and Pokemon Snap and all these other little weird puzzle, plat- not platformer, but like adventure games out there. Um, for me, it's just a ton of fun. You show up as a reporter who was invited to this island that uh, an adventurer found that has all these little bug snacks that people love. And you're like they built a community there and all of the snacks that are like bugs, when you eat them, it changes part of your body. I don't know if it's temporary or permanent to, uh, you know, that food that you ate. Um, and there is definitely something sinister about the story, even though it totally looks like a kid's game um, and it sounds and feels and plays like a kid's game. Um, everything that I've heard is like from like podcasts and stuff like that is the last like hour of that game. You do not want your kids playing. I don't know what it is, uh, but I'm very excited to get to it. Like it is porn. It, whatever yeah, it is for porn. I mean, you know, it is on a PlayStation, so that's where it's found. I hear the, you tell you Bug Snacks to eat a dick, he turns into one. <laughs> um, hey, but you, I have, have you watched porn on your PlayStation. What's that? Have you watched porn on your new PlayStation? No, and I won't. It will be like the computer. Um, at, at this point, it's not going to happen. What are you using for porn? We'll find out. No, you know. There's no way you haven't looked at porn in the past two weeks. It's 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 the Xbox now. The other <laughs> <laughs> The sex box. Yeah, hey, man. Listen, I mean that's that's better position. That's in the bedroom, yo. What I mean, it was it was uncomfortable in the living room before. What are you talking about? Need privacy. Okay. I just I needed to know. I needed to know. Okay. Uh I didn't know I if hate you that we talk week. about porn watching habits and it's exclusively my porn watching habits on this show. <laughs> the ps4 it was weird <laughs> we all I'm watch a- chuck watches porn chuck knows a, a weird chuck amount looks like he's porn. watching it right now maybe <laughs> uh, it's fine i'm not disparaging you for watching porn i am disparaging you because you watched it on a ps4 apparently um there was an app for the vr that made it fairly workable on psvr as well that i did not do <laughs> there's something oh, there's, there's lots of vr porn oh yeah i know but like i didn't think that it would work for a playstation vr i didn't think that would work but apparently there was an app that that totally did what do you do um, with the move controllers oh you know <laughs> not much as always <laughs> <laughs> frustrate your lover Yep. It's got rumble. <laughs> anyways, all right, back to it. Uh, 
but yeah, bugs. I played like a little bit. Just like it, it, it plays like Pokemon. You're right. I mean, it's got like some more elements to it and uh, the puzzling of it. But it's basically a Pokemon game. Like, did you get to? Did they, you did you find the bunger? I don't. Know. I don't. Know. <laughs> he's a little. He's a little burger running around. And he goes bunger, 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 bunger. I was it sounds so like something that uh, a person in Australia would call their butthole. It's the best, and yes, Did you wipe your bunga. <laughs> um, God, it's the best. It's so dumb, but it's the best. The little spiders that are fries—they go fryer, fryer. I do know about those. I don't like Pokemon, and it—it's just too much like Pokemon for me that I just don't care. Like it was a joke before us because I just the trailer I thought was so stupid. Um, and you guys had fun with me for that, and that's fine. But I honestly got played like a little bit. It's just what I it's for. It's not for me. Like if you it's like book snacks, snack. it's it's totally yeah. Pokemon Snap. But you you can catch the snacks as well. But like you take pictures of them if you want, and you set up ways to trap them by learning their pattern of movement or by luring them somewhere with a slingshot that either shoots ketchup um ketchup chocolate or another one. I think it's mayo. Um, and depending on what they like, they uh, they will go and eat said items, and you may be able to catch them and you know move the story through. I, I'm going to beat it after I beat Valhalla. If you God bless, if you beat this game and not Hades, I'm going to be so mad at you. Um, yeah, by the way, that's if, happened. Uh, if you like this game, more power to you. I'm sure there's plenty of people to do. It's just it's what I thought it would be, and it's not fun for me. Uh, but that's that's me. Uh, quickly talk about uh, the Pathless. Um, yeah, I had reservations about this because it's also a mobile game. Was I right or was I wrong? No, it doesn't feel like a mobile game at all. Um, okay, this will this will be the quickest because I've barely spent time in it. But uh, the only quote unquote bad part about it, which I don't think is bad, it's very intentional, is that it is literally Pathless. Um, it is an open world game that does not tell you where to go. There's no map. Um, but all the puzzles are like intuitive and fun. Um, it's based around this mechanic of you're an archer that runs through the world and you, uh, can hold down the left trigger for boost and you like auto target these gems that are floating in the air. And it's very rhythm and timing based that you shoot your arrow at them. If you hit that, you build up more boost. And the whole point is being able to like make it through that world in like a rhythmic fashion, but it's an open world game. So you're still doing boss fights and um, collectibles and things like that. Um, I was really, really tired when I played it. So I kept falling asleep in the middle of this puzzle that I was going for. Cause I had played like 12 hours straight of video games. Um, so I kind of just stopped playing it for a little while. got about an hour in and then went back to miles a little later. Uh, but I'm excited to get into it as well. It's super, super cool. I've, a lot of people love it. It's that and Sackboy have been the two that people have been like, surprised at how much they like i honest to god forgot Sackboy was a thing i've heard it's fantastic i i genuinely want to get it as well um all right cool i may check out the trailer for pathless is really cool so i may check it out at some point uh call of duty uh black ops uh this was just me so far uh check i know you'll play this uh when i'm done with it um which I'm not as far as I would. I'd like to be done with it already, but I'm getting there. Um, I love Call of Duty. Um, always have. 
They had a few down years, I thought, as far as story-wise. Then they abandoned the story for the last Black Ops. Um, glad that changed. Um, but especially last year with the reboot of Modern Warfare, uh, that game was amazing. Um, and I was so pumped for this because Black Ops 1 was probably my favorite of all the Call of Duty games. Uh, and so far, so good. Uh, it's not a reboot. Uh, it's a continuation. Um it's like a decade or so or more later. It's full out. It's the title of the game. It's Cold War. Um, a lot of the characters are back. You're a new character. Um, something's going on, but like Woods and Mason are back. There's a lot of references to like uh, 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 some of like the bad guys and stuff like that. Hudson's back. There's a guy uh, named Adler that looks exactly like Robert Redford, and I'm not. It has to be intentional what they're going for. Um, Reagan uh, keeps sending you out on like illegal missions, which is wonderful, um, and it's got the classic like over the top Reagan voice work going on. Uh, but the game is really fun. There, um, it does a good job of like mixing what Black Ops used to do. Black Ops Two. Took a lot of shit because of the random RTS that they put in the middle of the campaign. It was dumb. Uh, But that was the first game that had multiple endings for Call of Duty. And they've taken some of that back. There are some uh, uh, branching dialogue options. And you can... There are a couple different endings you can go through depending on what all uh, you explore. Um, It plays in a way that's similar to kind of like how Wolfenstein does. You can find evidence for other missions uh, in in other main story missions, and then there's like side missions you can go to do to unlock more of like the secrets of Black Ops, because there's always like weird like decoded messages and shit you gotta go through. Like there's two missions you can go play as an older Alex Mason, who is the main character of the original Black Ops. And uh, but to play them, you have to like find evidence to decode a floppy disk or to identify the three people that are traitors out of this long list. And you find that in other missions, and they are not always like on the beaten path. Like it encourages you to play like I normally do, and Chuck, I know you do, where you just go walk around and you look in every fucking room, um, and it rewards you, which it feels nice. But it's really fun. Like last night, I legit like when you find the evidence like to do to decode a floppy disk it doesn't tell you how to decode it you legit have to figure out how to crack the code it's it's a lot of fun um there are the old school like black ops tricks of like i found an old school computer where you can quote unquote hack and keep trying passwords and keywords through like an old dos interface you can open up like you can find hidden files in the games with some secrets, but you can also find things like you can go play the old school uh, Zork games, which is always fun. Uh, Black Ops Arcade is back where you can find old arcade machines and play old Activision games like Pitfall and stuff like that. Uh, except this time there's like 40 of them. It's really fun. Uh, but for the main style of the game, uh, the story's really cool and twisty so far. Um, I hear there's a big twist at the end because Black Ops, but I haven't got to that far yet. But it's every if you were excited for this after if you're an old school fan of uh, Black Ops or you were just excited after Modern Warfare or hopefully both, this game is exactly what you're hoping for. So I think Chuck, you'll be very pleased by this.
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It is also, as I mentioned on the first show, with 120 frames per second, just buttery smooth. It's awesome. Uh, I can't speak to multiplayer yet. I've been, I just haven't had time. I will get into a little bit of multiplayer. Um, and I haven't played Zombies yet, which I'll definitely get into. Zombies, you can play uh, cross-platform. Uh, so I know Eric's got it on PC. I'm hoping to play a little bit with Eric. Uh, I love me some Zombies. There's a, lot of shit, there's a shit ton of Easter eggs in this one. There's a room that you can like get into that uh, in zombies mode where it's just like a room full of memes. It's a lot, like zombies acting out popular memes. It's really funny. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, lastly, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Miles Morales, Spider Man. So I think that's the last major game we got to cover. I it's fun. It, it turns out it's Spider-Man, and he also has Venom powers, at least for me. Don't know spoilers, obviously. I am only, like, a few story missions in. I got to play this right at the beginning, and then I decided to knock out Call of Duty, and I've been out of town. So I've only played... I beat Rhino, obviously, and then done some stuff, a few missions after that. Cool, cool. Um, man, I love this game. I, I, to me, I think this is better than 2018's Spider-Man. Um, it's more compact, so that's part of it, is it's a shorter story. <clears throat> Still feels like, it to me, I, I just, <clears throat> sorry, I connected with this story a little bit more than I did with 2018's Spider-Man that I thought was fantastic, or was it 20, it was 2018, wasn't it? 17 or 18, yeah. Yeah, seven, it was the same year as, as God of War. So 18, yeah. Yes, yeah. So um, for me, it's just like, I think that, the whole aspect of Miles and like being Harlem's Spider-Man and the way that they've kind of tie that into the story and give him a lot more, in my opinion, character moments than Peter had necessarily. Um, you feel more connected to the city. The whole city is still there. Like it's the same open world map. There's still um, a bunch of like side missions and stuff, but they aren't as repetitive. You like the you don't have to do too many crimes or anything if you're trying to get the platinum, which I did. Um, like you can go through the story very very quickly because I've beaten it twice at this point. So like once I started skipping the side mission stuff, like it took me like four hours of gameplay I think to actually do the story itself. But the first time you play it, it doesn't do that. I've put about twenty hours total into the game. Um, Again, ray tracing makes this city significantly more beautiful, in my opinion. The reflections are awesome. Uh, swinging around in that city, the suits for Miles are all great. Uh, each one, I think, was really, really cool. Um, it's just, to me, that there was more personality to the story and more of a personal connection. Everything from the villain down has a personal connection to Miles in some way um, that really, really works. And it's cool because, like, there are characters from 2018 that show up in this that I didn't even realize until I was playing through like a second time, like feast, the uh, thing that, that aunt May was putting together the like kind of um, habitat for humanity thing, the shelter she was running as like a, the decent size uh, chunk out of the story. And Gloria, who was the, um, the woman living in the shelter who didn't want anything to do with feast. She shows up like three or four different times and is like a big deal. Like she's like running a lot of the feast stuff and like that kind of stuff um, just ties it to the world a whole lot more. Uh, I will say there's a super cool character that's only in like two or three missions, but she's awesome. She's uh, deaf. 
Haley is her name. She's an artist. I, you might have met her in one of the early missions already. Um, but like they learned and like programmed like actual accurate ASL for uh, Miles to be able to do and for her to be able to do. And like it's those little touches that I think really, really work in this game, like in this game's favor. It's it's to me, it was a wonderful experience. I do continue to want to play more. It's a really fun game. Basically the same game. They really amp up the Venom powers, which is the main difference in Miles. I, to me, I just like... Um, Miles is a great character. He's a wonderful... Uh, he's very modern. Uh, he's more relatable to a lot of people. Oh, the soundtrack uh, is so and, dope, too. And the soundtrack, I was about to say, is fucking great. Like It's really awesome swinging around New York, which is always the attraction of Spider-Man for me anyways, the game, which is swinging and doing random fights. It was, it's so much fun. This uh, is, it's the same great like orchestral music that the first one had, but with like trap beats underneath it. Yeah, um, it's awesome. Is, so dope. Uh, I really love it. I like the voice work of Miles quite a bit. Um, a lot of been, has been said about the new uh, Peter Parker in here, how they redesigned I don't care. It does to me. He does look a little weird, but it's just because of what I got used to. And it, but it doesn't take away enjoyment of the game. Grow the fuck I think up, he looks people. better. He looks m- less like a broken James Franco, which is what the first guy looked like, in my opinion. To me, he looks too young to be where Peter's at in his life. But that's about that's about my only thing. He looks like a yeah. small child, maybe because he looks also kind of like Tom Holland. Um, but. Uh, that's just me, but I don't care. The voice works fine, and everything else in this game is great. It's if you love 2018 Spider-Man, there's zero chance you you won't love this game. It's just more of it, and I'm happy to be in that world, and I'll be happy to play that in about two days after I beat Call of Duty. Hell so, yeah! Do do you think that Jaden Smith believes he actually is Miles Morales, and that's why he has become the official musical act of Miles Morales? Uh, because his song for Into the Spider-Verse was actually really uh, dope. That song slapped. Um, What's Up Danger? And he also has a really good uh, song, I'm Ready, for this. Like I I don't like Jaden Smith as a person that much, but I love the two songs that he's done in conjunction with uh, Spider-Man shit. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Patterns. Uh, that's my Boom. only thing. Uh, he didn't do What's Up Danger, by the way, on Spider-Verse. He did, he did another one off of that, then. I can't remember what yeah, it was. He yeah, did, but... he did, the, uh, like, the third song. It's called Way Up. It's okay. What's Up Danger is a great song. But What's Up Danger is... Have... Uh, anyways, that soundtrack also slaps. Everything with Miles evidently has awesome music. Anyways, that's all the games. Unless you were really hoping to hear about Hyrule Warriors or Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, one day, maybe listen to the Game Awards. But you guys got anything to add? Uh, Wastelanders dropped today. Uh, not Wastelanders, sorry. Uh, Still Dawn dropped today. Um, it was supposed to be next week, but they accidentally like like launched it late last night, and then they said instead of like scaling it back, they just kept it. That's on brand for seventy six. <laughs> Uh, but it's also cool that they kept it out there. Like at this point, it's out there. Play it, enjoy it. I'm sure fans appreciate it. I'm stoked, I mean, Chuck. I can't remember for the life of me. Me and you played. We played it. It's like a RTS 
but with a story based. And no, this was this year, like a couple of months ago. I think we even talked about it. There's a bunch of ice. You get attacked. There's like cinematics and stuff. You can create your character's backstory. It's actually like insanely involved, like too much so. Oh, you talking about waste, uh, wastelands? Yeah, wastelands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That game's awesome. I, I, I couldn't remember the name of it. I was trying to think of that earlier today. That's all. Okay. That's a great game that'll probably wind up getting forgotten with all this new stuff coming out. That's correct. But it was a, it was a solid ass game. All right, uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, we will be back uh, here in December. Uh, probably be talking about a whole bunch of games from last year as we will have our uh, Game of the Generation awards coming. I'm really looking forward to that uh, as well as some uh, a smattering of other things. Uh, but I hope everyone, by the time you listen to this, had a good Thanksgiving. And if you don't hear from, if you uh, don't listen to another thing, have a good uh, Christmas. And hey, 2020 is almost behind us, folks. It only gets better from here. We will uh, see you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Super Pinky! Ah! Super Pinky! Ah! Super Pinky!